So I wanted to talk about a feeling that I've been feeling lately. Um, the not good enough, not pretty enough feeling. Sometimes you feel like that when your menstrual cycle is on. And sometimes you may feel like that because you're genuinely depressed. And sometimes some people may come back out of nowhere that you thought you had no way of ever seeing again and all those old feelings of what they said to you what they did to you how they made you felt the the feeling of rejection the feeling of being neglected really come to the surface and on this episode we're going to talk about those ghosts that come back and haunt the hell out of you that's next up on this episode this is my happy face with Latoya Rizzle after the brizzle. <laughs> Yo, what's really good? It's Latoya Cherie, and you're listening to This Is My Happy Place, and we're in episode number 37. And I'm back at it like a crouton on a Caesar salad. <laughs> anyway, I am so super excited to talk to you guys again on this episode. And again, I must say I am so glad that we're at episode 37. We're only a few episodes away from episode 40, cracking that big 4-0. So I, I'm sorry, 50. This is episode 47. Yeah, 47. Fudge. My brain is gone. We're only a few episodes away from cracking that big 50, the 50, 50 cents of the podcast. Anywho, um, today is Halloween. It's October 31st. And I figured, why not talk about something very real and near and dear to us on Halloween? Ghosts. Now, I'm not talking about your Aunt Sally that died 10 years ago and you think that every time the door opens without warning that that, that's Aunt Sally. It may be. It may be Aunt Sally. It may be Uncle Craig. It may be. It may be. I don't know. I can't tell you. I don't know. I just hope I don't run into any of those ghosts. But no, we're not talking about those type of ghosts. We are talking about people from your past or things that happened to you in your past that all of a sudden come out of the blue and fudge you up royally. What happens then? Um, I think a few episodes ago, um, I, I made a post on Twitter about, um, about exes, you know, coming out of the blue or, people coming out of the blue and how it kind of messed up my day. Um, and I also made a, a, a actual episode about how to get over an ex. Well, in the midst of all that and everything going crazy and me, you know, now being really, 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 really in this weird place with my anemia, um, I have found that ghosts are real when it comes to like exes or people that you thought you just missed. 
Um, I was talking to my son on normal day, you know, normal night, getting him ready to, you know, prepare to do his chores for the nighttime and then go to bed. When I checked my um, notifications on my phone and I seen a message from someone from the past. And at first, I wasn't sure it was them because they had a weird last name. But I kind of figured it was them because I was like, oh, well, maybe this person got married, you know. Um, And that's the last name of the person that they were with the last time I saw them. So I guess they're married. And it really took me a lot of energy to compose myself. And then when I go to check my messages, like finally compose myself and said, okay, okay, okay. Let me see what's going on. Let me see what's out there. I see several messages from several people from my ex-husband's family. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, bleeping fledge. Like, oh, bleeping shrimp. What is going on? Seriously. And I realized it just really wasn't a good, it wasn't a good look. There were things that happened during the time that we knew each other that really needed to be vented out. And I didn't air it out. I just kind of casually said some things um, and it didn't air out. And then I noticed that this year, a lot of people are coming out of the woodworks, not even just this year, like the last couple years that I thought, you know, I put them on a shelf somewhere and they were done or I, you know, I sent them out to shore and guess what? The bottle comes back and they're in the bottle still. You know, I realized that I did not let this stuff go. Sometimes in life, we have to figure out a way to just keep it moving But in the event that when you move, they move just like that, like ludicrous, what do you do then? What do you do? What do you do? It's a really just weird thing, a weird energy. Um, And this thought process brought me into thinking about my, my birth mother, my birth mother, who, um, when she gave me up for adoption, honestly, like I'm thinking pretty much all mothers, give your child up for adoption, you want to see them do well, but you don't expect to see them see them again. I found out from my brother that she cried for like nine months. She grieved over me for nine months after I was gone. And... I don't know. It just made me feel like I was, you know, dead to her. Not because she hated me or because she didn't want me to be there because she had already grieved. Finding this out now after everything that I went through to find her when I was 19 and never being able to actually meet her in person made a lot of sense. And then doing a lot of research about being adopted and how the birth parents actually feel made a lot of sense. 
if I could turn back the hand of time and really do my research, then I really would have done it. Um, basically, when I went to go meet her, meet her in Newark, I, I wasn't able to. She wasn't feeling it. She was feeling it on the phone, but she wasn't feeling it in person. And that's because she already grieved on me. I was her ghost. I was mailmanning her like a ghost. Well, I didn't really mailman her because I didn't show up. One day I tried to, but I didn't know where she lived. A little stalkerish. But I really wanted to meet her. Like, I really wanted to know my origin story. I really wanted to talk to her. And I wanted to ask her questions, but honestly, my mind was so dead set on just meeting her and hugging her and smelling her and really just getting an understanding of who my mother is, seeing if she looks like me, you know, especially after my brother saying, you know, your mom looks so much like like you. You know, the first time I didn't get a chance to meet her. The second time I went to Newark, I, I didn't even see any of my family. And so me rekindling that relationship, um, doing the research, I found out that parents who give their children up for adoption, when some of them give their children up, it becomes a real traumatic, traumatizing event for their child to come back in the picture. I think about, <laughs> I think about the scene of Antoine Fisher. I really relate to that movie. I really do. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that movie, but I think about watching Antoine meet his mother for the first time and she didn't say anything. And at first I thought, wow, what a witch. Like, why is she saying anything? Because I related to that. Because I had just found out I was adopted and I thought about me and my birth parent. And I was like, I hope my parents doesn't ever do that to me. But then I realized something. There were so many questions that Antoine's mother probably didn't want to answer. And the fact that she thought that she gave this child up and was never going to see them again means that she really grieved and lost and let go. You don't know what that person went through to let you go. It's hard to let somebody go. It's kind of like breaking up with somebody and then all of a sudden seeing them 10 years later and you're like, whoa. But not even 10 years later. 30 years. Think about being 19 years old or 20 years old. Like almost like two decades pass. Because that's when a lot of people go to meet their parents when they're in their 20s, 20s or 30s, you know, to meet their parents. That's when they go. So you think 20 years go by, that's a long damn time to go see your parent. And then they look at you and they're like, whoa, like their baby that they had will no longer be their baby anymore. That is a death to them. That means when you come to them, you're the ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> like, you're not the ghost of Christmas present. You're the ghost of the future that they could have had with you had they would have kept you. That's crazy. That's crazy. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back. After the bristle. How are you guys doing after the bristle? So we had been discussing, you know, somebody coming back. I 
question of the scenario for a lot of people that comes up is how does that make me feel? How does it make you feel after so long not seeing someone and then expecting them to be born? Especially if this is the person that hurts you or brings back traumatic memories. How does that make you feel? Well, I know for me talking to my big brother, I know talking to my big brother about, you know, me and things that were going on. There were a lot of things that resurfaced because I came in the picture. Truthfully, honestly, it wasn't just my big brother. It was talking to all my siblings. That stuff that was supposed to be dead to them, like they let it go, became... It came back up to the surface. It became something that they thought about again. Something that made old wounds hurt. It was like it hit hurting when it rained. All this time your hip had been fine and all of a sudden that rain came and now your hip started to hurt. I was the rain. And really I wasn't even trying to be the rain for them. But I was. And then I think about my ex-husband coming out of here. How that's running. Really horrible feelings with my ex-husband and his family. The whole situation is just awful. But I did what I do best when I feel scenarios are bad. I did the sucking place, which is when I don't think about what's happening and I just flow with it and I pretend like everything's okay because it's a coping mechanism is to pretend because I don't want there to be a problem especially when I had been so happy that day but then I realized like the whole time before I even called him back or messaged him I was freaking out and panicking and going through the emotions and having anxiety attacks so much so that I had to like nip it in the bud and like get remissing because there were things that happened that made me realize like maybe these people are the best for my kids especially when I didn't do them all these years especially when I did them to me for they didn't come it just really made me look at things real different. I respect and cherish the struggle and the hustle, the love for the things that I went through with them. I really do. I don't, I have no anger and animosity. I'm really hurt though. And it's hard for me to forgive them because I remember the pain so vividly. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't an angel. I wasn't perfect. You know, I didn't think things through because I was in crying mode like I was you know looking to get through the situation the best way and the best way for me to get through it is to not even think about it I had to become numb and I do that a lot it's not a good thing because it puts me in a predicament that could be 10 times worse than what I need to be in and sometimes we do that because we don't want to admit to ourselves 
that, yo, you, you really, you really fudged me up. I remember, I remember just nights, nights after night, once I started to really realize that I am so hurt by my ex-husband, just walking around my living room and freaking out and crying and, you know, practicing what I would say to them if I talked to him. And then here he comes out of the blue hitting me up. And I didn't say any of that. It wasn't that I was scared to. It was that at this point in time, I knew in my heart of hearts that it wasn't worth it. I remember, I say it wasn't worth it because it, it, it brought me back to a place where there was this guy I really liked when I was separated from my husband and we, we were separated for years and I really liked this guy and we were, you know, Tony, 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 just kicking it. You know what I mean? Just kick it. Just kick. That's escape. We were escape kicking it. <laughs> um, but we were, we were, we were, you know, I was feeling him hard. And unfortunately, as the things go and it plays out, he wasn't feeling me as much as I was feeling him. And I remember being very, very much in a sunk, like a sunken place. I said it a lot, but I was because I, I couldn't, I couldn't think I just moved. And I remember like all the issues that happened in that situation. And I remember <sighs> not, loving myself, not caring, not understanding what was going on. And once I got away from him, I felt better. But when he showed up, when I talked to him again a few times after we kind of just fizzled, you know, it made me realize that every time I would express how I felt about what he did or what happened, it didn't matter to him. He would say to me, well, yeah, I hear you, but we still had fun, though. You don't know how humiliated I was back then, how stupid I felt, how foolish I felt. Giving my heart to someone who didn't love me. I was a dummy, right? No, wrong. I believe I was strong. Strong enough to open up my heart time and time again. I love hard. And I know that a lot of people out here in this world, they love hard. They love hard. And when they're confronted by the old demons, the ghosts, the ghoul, the goblins <laughs> of the world, that they had in the past, it stops them in their tracks. But maybe it shouldn't stop you in your tracks. We'll talk more about that after the bristle. Welcome back real quick. 
and I feel like this is one of the most important parts is maybe you shouldn't fear that ghost that comes from the past it is there to help you you know why it's here to help you because it's helping you it's going to help you become a stronger person to realize that this is an opportunity to decipher the real people why do you why do you feel like that the toilet show you're freaking crazy you're nuts what are you saying because it's an opportunity to said enough because I know that the, the reality is whether he does bad things or great things I have to do me to get myself on path and I have to forgive and have empathy and, compa- and compassion because the truth is I know he had a hard life when he was younger and I know Ish got real and those things that happened to him played a part in who he was as a young adult when I was around him And as an adult now, he's still very young. And I realized nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. If I think that my ex-husband or my ex's family, you know what I'm saying, is going to be perfect, I'd be the dumbest person ever. And And you have to realize that nobody is perfect. Understand their circumstances. Yeah, they called me ugly. Yeah, they called me stupid. Yeah, some of them stole money cars and cheated and lied to me and yeah I allowed a lot of dumb shit to happen yeah I was called names on a daily basis cheated on but the most important thing for me was what happened with my son how things played out for my for my prince Nas 
That was the most important. That was the ending point. And that was the ending point of our discussion. In the last conversation we had, I had to nip in the bud because I needed the best interest for my son. I want in the ideal world, in the ideal world, I wanted my goals to become a part of my son's presence and guide him. But I realized some people are ghosts that don't linger. This is coming for that moment. And I didn't need a ghost or a spirit for my son when he already has a father figure. So I knew that at this point I needed him to have his birth dad, a real one. But it didn't work out so much, so good. Maybe in the future. But some of us, we have obstacles, we have ghosts that are not as hard to exercise. Try it. You may have to take a break for a minute like me and have real conversations like me. But at the end, you're doing this not to make them understand what you feel. Because it's not their job to understand how you feel. It's to get it off your chest so you can be better. Forgive them so you can forgive you. So you can be happy in your happy place and move on. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. I want you guys to do two things for me. Two things. Can you just do two things? Because I love you guys so much. And I always will. And I wouldn't say it if I wasn't true. You know what I'm saying? Trust me. I want you to follow me on Instagram at Flavor Latoya Shari. Yes, I switched it up. Yes, I switched it up. Um, and also, <laughs> I also want you to follow me on Twitter at Latoya Shari. And yes, now with that being said, I will be ending it. So, I love you guys. I always will. Smooches. Peace. I can't believe I actually do the peace sound like you guys can see it. All right, peace. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to my podcast or my YouTube episode. I appreciate your listenership. And if you liked it, please like and subscribe. And also comment down below. Don't forget to hit me up on Instagram. Soup Mooches. Bye.